Hello, welcome to the Thursday, August 18th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Stockheim, Germany. Tom today wrote a diary based on a tweet by an individual who goes by the handle of Packet Watcher. The trick is pretty simple and helps you identify hosts that are possibly infected with malware. The issue here is that many sites that are sending malware happen to be behind Cloudflare as a way to either manage the load or protect their malicious service. Now, if the malicious service is flying, then Cloudflare will just return a 502 status code. Uh, these status codes are somewhat unusual, so looking for 522 status codes being returned to hosts in your network presents a good opportunity to find malware infected hosts that try to reach out and download additional opponent. Tom tried in his own network and got uh, quite nice results uh, doing so. Of course, if you have uh, full packet logs in addition, then you can also see what a particular URL was downloaded. If all of this happened over HTTPS, then of course you would never see the status code unless you're going proxy. So of course you should be ready for a couple of false positives here, but uh, overall this appears to be a pretty good signal to noise ratio indicator to find malicious or infected hosts on your network. And if you are familiar with PGP, you probably know that in order to verify a public key, you need that key's fingerprint. Well, quite often users take a shortcut and they use what's sometimes referred to as the PGP user ID, which are the last four bytes of that fingerprint. As it turns out, and that's not really new, that was sort of discussed at length about five years ago, PGP user IDs, well, there are some simple collisions and someone actually five years ago published all possible 32-bit combinations there with their private and public keys. Just a couple days ago, uh, this has been abused again. Uh, mailing to a Linux mailing list was signed with a P-key that claimed to be Linus Torvalds P-key and the user ID, these last four bytes of the fingerprint, indeed matched. So when you're relying on PGP to verify a user's identity, make sure that you're carefully verifying the user ID. I'm always a big fan of signing all outbound email, not just important email. That way recipients sort of get accustomed to the way your emails are being signed and they also have then a good library of messages to go back to to verify what's the actual key that you're using to sign messages. Search.org is warning of a vulnerability affecting many browsers that has been labeled the false connect vulnerability. In this particular vulnerability, the problem is really more the protocol, not necessarily so much the implementation, even though implementations do make this protocol vulnerability in the end work. Well, uh, what happens here is that if you have a proxy configured in your browser, that browser will first send a connect request to the proxy and that request is typically sent in the 
clear even if you're trying to connect to EPS website. If someone is now intercepting that request, they could respond with a 407 status code, which does prompt the user to authenticate. So in its simplest form, this could be used to fish credentials from the user who is used to entering credentials in order to connect to the proxy and will then just give away their credentials, not knowing where the actual pop-up came from. In a worse form of this particular vulnerability that in particular affects versions of browsers that are using WebKit, the Apple web library. So this, for example, affects iOS. In this case, the 407 error message, if it does include HTML and JavaScript, and typically these error messages do include some HTML, but the HTML is not really rendered. Well, a WebKit browsers do render the HTML and the JavaScript. So what can happen now is because the browser expected that the response came back from the EPS website that the browser attempted to connect to. Well, uh, with the injection, the attacker can now inject arbitrary JavaScript and do anything that cross-site scripting can do. So, for example, steal cookies. The vulnerability has been patched by Apple for iOS and now other browsers may be affected as well. And as far as they indicated they're affected in the CERT advisory, patches are available, but some of the patches have been fairly recent, like August. So make sure that you are up to date. But on the mitigating side, uh, this vulnerability only affects you if you do have a proxy configured in your browser operating system. But uh, be careful with Windows, of course, with auto proxy configurations, but they tend to be a bad idea. Anyway, so this is it for today. Thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.